Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash spoken today. Hello, Gompies, and welcome... To Pod Machine, the Patreon podcast where I, Josh Earl, sit down with a good buddy and we discuss the songs from Hit Machine. Just as I said that, I realised I didn't explain to him what Gompies were, but he'll get it. Please welcome into your ears, it's Dave Callan, everyone. Yay. Hello. Am I a Gompie or are you a Gompie? Gomp- well, everyone's a Gompie. We're all okay. Gompies. Everyone's a Gompie. Um, I'm trying to figure it out. Gompie. It's- Is it an acronym? No, no. Okay. No. Sorry, listeners. I should have done this beforehand, but that's all right. <laughs> what it is, it, there yep. was a, a band called Gompy, and they had a, a parody hit with Alice. Who the fuck is Alice? Do you remember that song? Oh, yeah. Yep. Classic. And so there's a cafe in Amsterdam, cafe bar, and on Sunday afternoons, they would play the, the classic Alice. Um, is it Smokey? That's the band, right? Yeah. I always get Smokey and Sherbet mixed up, but Smokey, and then at the chorus, that. Pause it, and everyone in the in the room would shout, "Alice, who the fuck is Alice?" And then they'd play it again. <laughs> and some some record executive or AR guy, AR guy was in there and went, "Oh, that could be a single." And so they created a little mock band called Gompy, and oh. they released it. And so when Jen Fricker was on the show, she said that Gompy sounds like a racial slur, and so we decided we're going to take it back, <laughs> and <now laughs> we've, we've taken ownership of the word, oh. and now the listeners are Gompies, not the G word. The G word, yeah. Right. Hey, Dave, it's, how it's are a, you? Yeah. I'm good. How are you today? I'm very glad that you're on this uh, section. We're going. We're doing pol- oh. uh, Hit Machine 25, Side 8. It was released in 1999. What do you remember about 99? Josh, what a crop of songs. It's, Am it's, I right? Not, not, right? I mean, the listeners have already got the track listing in the show notes. It's so mm. good. Let's just get that out of the way. Well, just all killer. Yeah. No, I'm, I'm, I'm kicking along. I'm so looking forward to this. Thank you for having me on. Love love this pod. Love the glompies. <laughs> and love all of these songs. Well, maybe except one. Yep. But we'll, we'll find that out later. <laughs> um, so 1999, are you, yep. have you moved to Melbourne by this stage? That was the year I moved. Yep. So it's a, yeah, I, I, I tend to look at my life as um, in, in kind of, you know, as we all do, pivotal moments and that was a new chapter for me very much and so was 1990 I came to Australia in 1990 and then almost 10 years later so it's almost like I lived a decade in a new place yeah so the Melbourne years were from 99 on I yeah I, I've just as of like what October 7 I think I moved from Tassie to Melbourne so it's 20 years oh so 2003 wow. October 7 I remember because I moved like two days before the Livid Festival was on here. and um, Oh, wow. Yeah. yeah, and so I was like, right, I've, I've made the move. I'm here now. And then, yeah, so I looked up when was Livid in 2003 and it was like October 9, I think, so yeah. Yeah, magic. I, I think it's interesting. I don't know if you noticed this, but a lot of these songs are actually 97. Have you noticed? 97, 98, yeah. yeah. It was back in the day when like regions could have singles and they didn't, spread everywhere else you couldn't do that these mm. days 
You've got to do a global yeah. release. I mean, I remember. Yeah. So the Bear on Disney, which is a great show, the fact that it aired in America, like two months before it aired everywhere else, is mind-boggling. Mm. I'm like, I don't know why FX or Disney, whoever it was who who made it, didn't just go. We'll just get it out everywhere because otherwise people are just going to pirate it. Like, why, why wouldn't yeah. you just, yeah. yeah. It's, I, I don't understand these days why they, they keep things. Anyway, it's not, that's for it's, a different podcast. That's I miss TV the days. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's all simultaneous releases these days. I used to miss the days. I'm a gamer when video games would break release and come out early and you'd be in the shops thinking it wasn't out for a few days. That was always exciting, yeah. especially back in 99 when the Xbox came out. What was what was your big game on the Xbox? On ninety nine, it was Halo. Yeah, it was like a, if you if you're a gamer, it's like a shooty shooty, jumpy jumpy. Yeah, space game, loved it. I remember yeah. probably two thousand. Was it Perfect Dark or GoldenEye came mm. out? Oh and yeah, my fl- my flatmate would have been two thousand because I remember the house. He he played uh, Perfect Dark all day, oh, all yeah. day, all night. Yeah. It was real. That was a massive release. It was by the makers of Golden Eye. I feel like we've pivoted into a video games podcast. <laughs> That's <laughs> the hottest games of '98 and '99. All right. Well, let's get into it. Let's crack off side A, Hit Machine Twenty Five, with a group of boys who have been on the show before. We've talked about them before. We talked about how yep. they almost had a song that's on this list, but they were too slow. This is yep. Five and their song "F You're Getting Down." This is one of the first of many songs on this list I know all the choreography to. <laughs> I want to take a little time to refresh your mind because the boys are back in town with a different kind of funk. Who got the funk? We got the funk, right? Everybody want to boogie down tonight. Now throw your hands up in the sky. Move around from side to side. I got what it takes to beat the brakes, the funky bass. I give your body crazy shakes. Come on. I heard somebody say she's at the party, so Thank you. Exactly a minute oh, we played there. Wow, that's that was a solid minute of power. It was. Yeah. I, I mentioned before the show, before we started recording, I said this would have been a great live episode if we mm. you as my guest, and then we had comics come up and do the songs. And for some reason, wow. as I was listening to this, I thought I reckon Auntie Donna would do a great version of this. Oh, oh my God! Are you kidding me? That would <laughs> just, be amazing. Just the line, "Who's got the funk? We've got the funk," and I think they could yeah. just spread that out for a little bit longer. Have Broden going, "Well, um, we're back and we're here to say," and yeah, <laughs> yeah, and plus the call and response that was massive around. Yeah. That era for boy bands, like you might remember the classic example being Backstreet's Back. Ah. And the guy goes, am I sexual? And all his bros go, yeah, yes. for some reason. This one has that as well. Like I heard somebody say, and then the response is, what? Which is fair <laughs> enough. He wants, they want to know what somebody said. And then it continues, she's at the party. So, and then the response to she's at the party is, <laughs> what? What exactly is the nature of that response? I always I'm love, getting, I love yeah. those kind of things where it's like in when they were writing it, they didn't write ooh, they just wrote all right, do a sound. They're in the studio and oh, they're yeah. like, all right, boys, okay. what sound do you want to make? 
Oh, I don't know. Yeah. What do you reckon? What, we'll what just comes do it on natural? The night. Yeah. Yeah. Just, whatever comes out in the moment. Ugh. I'm getting real popped collar vibes from these mates of his. Do you know what yeah. I mean? Yeah. So this was the lead single <laughs> from their 1999 album, Invincible. Uh, Michael Cleveland is credited for writing the song because he, he wrote In Deep's Last Night at DJ Save My Life. And they, so they, use, they sample mm. that. So he's in there. It got to number two in the UK and Australia and reached number one in New Zealand and Scotland. Oh. The album got to number four in the UK charts. It's lowest charting for the band, um, but it went on to become their biggest seller in the UK being certified double platinum. This track? The, the album this came from. Oh, the, so album. A, yeah. the album was a bit yeah. of a slow burner, but people yeah, right. people really liked it. Yeah, they were British, weren't they? They were, they were British. Simon Cowell uh, was responsible yeah. for five. It's interesting in invoking Simon Cowell because, as, as we all probably know, these bands were completely manufactured. Like, they didn't meet at art school together. These sorts of bands and there's four on this on this album two in this episode and two in the next so we've got the three big ones nsync five backstreet boys and then the australian one human nature also in the next step but they were manufactured make no mistake they were auditioned they were music theater kids they got them together did you know josh there was archetypes whenever they made a boy band simon cowell was the Sven Galli, and they all had their own, but he would look for five archetypes and they're across every boy band since New Kids on the Block, you name it. Can, do, you, do you know what they are? Can I guess? All right, so yeah, obviously yeah. the pretty boy. Pretty boy, yeah, heartthrob. Yeah. Yep, we need a tough guy. I mean, I mean, they're all heartthrobs compared to us mere mortals, yes. but they were the heartthrob of heartthrobs. But yeah. so, so, so you, you look at yeah. someone like Take That and then they've got, that, they've got Mark Owen as the pretty boy and then yeah. you've got the actual talented one the one who can sing yeah uh um, or is that not one no i like what you you do your five and i'll give you my five and i reckon the truth is somewhere in between all right yeah. then, then we've got a tough guy yes a guy who who either raps or break dances that's his yeah thing. yeah then we've got a guy who can do the bom 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 like he's he's like <laughs> <laughs> the guy from the temptations the... yeah yeah. For NSYNC, it was Joey for Tony. Uh, for Human Nature, they had the, the guy at the back with the gap tooth. Uh, and then the fifth <laughs> one, fifth one, just vibes. Just a guy who's just A vibing fun. guy. Yeah. Yeah, just vibes with whatever. The chill one. Yeah. Well, um, what, what are yours? These, these are reasonable archetypes, and I think you can definitely uh, apply them to the template. The ones I've heard are uh, Heartthrob or Pretty Boy. So yep. we both have the same first one. Then there's the uh, funny one. And he's kind of good for interviews when they're on the press trail. He's kind of the Ringo star. You know, he's the funny yeah. guy that cracks wise. Then the third one is uh, you've got the the cute one. And he's also kind of like the, um, I don't know, the one the mums like because he's so clean cut and bring out the maternal yeah, Paul instincts. McCartney. Yep. Yeah, Paul. There you go. And then uh, fourth one is really sad. This one breaks my heart. But there's usually there's an ugly one. And like compared to again us mere mortals, he looks fine, but it's just the guy with slightly maybe uh, asymmetrical face or weird teeth or a big nose, and and apparently he's there for two reasons. One of which is sad, and one of which is kind of funny. The funny reason is he allows guys to like the band. So if a guy's looking at these five prototypes, you go, oh, they're all, you know, ponces. I hate this band. But if there's one guy who's kind of like an every man. Other blokes are like, ah, oh, they're all right. You know, I like yeah. that guy. So it's fine. He's the way in for blokes. And then the last one, the, the other reason, by the way, the sad reason is um, 
oh, this is heartbreaking, but they're kind of like accessible for women, perhaps who have a low self-esteem and don't think they're good looking and therefore they feel like they I, can achieve that sort I've of I've mentioned person. this on the show before. I was talking really? about Beverly Hills, 90210, how my favorite yeah. of all the girls on there was Tori Spelling. Mm. Even though Jenny Garth was clearly like a beautiful <laughs> woman. I was like, well, I could never get Jenny Garth, but I reckon sure. I could get Tori Spelling. That was my thinking. Attainable. Yeah, as yeah, an eleven-year-old, twelve-year-old yeah. in Bernie in Tasmania in the nineties, subconsciously going, her features are out of proportion. She's not fitting into the the classical proportions of beauty. Yeah, her chin is ten times bigger than a human being's. <laughs> um, oh God, love her. But yeah, that's exactly the psychology. And then the the fifth, the fifth uh, prototype or archetype I've heard is. Um, the the bad boy who you nailed as well like yeah. the the guy who raps or whatever and so you know a classic example of him is um robbie williams yeah so the the breakaway who, who you know gets approved to go on to solo superstardom often is the heartthrob or the bad boy they're the yep. two ones that break through like harry styles is another one but five are interesting to bring it back to, to five because five are all bad boys which yes. is for some reason, they, they, you look at the archetypes in five, it's bad boy, bad boy, bad boy, bad boy, bad boy, bad boy. They were the dudes at school who grew up having been the kids who hung around at laser tag shooting younger kids every week. Well, I think the reason they're all the bad guys is because the other guy who put them together, Simon Cowell was one, and the other guy was yep. Richard Stannard, otherwise known as Biff Stannard. He put together E17, who were the bad boys of boy bands. They were bad as well. Yeah, yeah they were too. They look oh, like wow. that that knife here. Uh, so he also produced their first album. So this was the first album they made after the death. This is uh, five, that is. After the death of uh, Dennis Pop. Um, so they were like would get songs from Dennis Pop, and he died in 98. Um, oh, he was the writer, was he? Yeah, he was, he was like, you know, we're going to talk about Max Martin a lot later. He was like, Max Martin was his uh, protege. So he was Max Martin's mentor. Yeah, right. And uh, yeah, so they had to go and find, and we're going to talk about this with Backstreet Boys as well, find other people to write their songs as well. Yeah, so wow. this is funny yeah. though, because it's kind of got like a nod to, all right, we've been away for a while. So the first lines are, I want to take a little time to refresh your mind because the boys are back in town oh. with a different kind of funk. And so that's yeah. a little yeah. uh, nod to their other single, Slam Dunk, the, the funk. Um, so, Put it up if you've got that feeling. Yeah. All right, so... I I want to say, by the way, all all these bands I hated at the time, but I do appreciate the songwriting. I think think they're brilliantly written. I agree. Yeah, at the time, I would have turned this off and thrown it out the window, but Mm. 20-something years later, I can now go, it's good. It's good stuff. Yeah. Hi, this is Craig Robinson from Ways to Win, and support for this podcast comes from Invesco QQQ. Invesco QQQ is proud to sponsor this episode, and even prouder to provide access to innovation for the last 25 years. Basketball has had innovations over the years, too. We're seeing the game played in new ways every day. Learn more at Invesco.com QQQ. Let's rethink possibility. Invesco Distributors, Inc., 